From pressing issues to highlighting features, join us as we dig down socially relevant and timely stories that matter in today's time. I am Zeus Legaspi, and this is Quaran Talks. From pressing issues to highlighting features, join us as we dig down on socially relevant and timely stories that matter in today's time. Magandang araw po sa ating lahat. Ako po si Zeus Legaspi at ito ang Quaran Talks. Yan. So magandang araw po sa atin mga Lasalyano at sa ating mga tagapakinig at mga tagapanood sa Facebook. Welcome po sa bago nating episode. At ngayon po ang tatalakayin natin ay uh, syempre yung papalapit na nahalalan 2022. Ano kaya yung mga posibleng mangyari? Ano kaya yung mga dapat nating abangan? Ano kaya yung mga dapat nating tutukan sa paparating nahalalan? Siyempre po, para samahan tayong pag-usapan at talakayin ang patungkol sa Halalan 2022, narito ang former Program Chair of General Education Department, Political Science and Education ng St. Paul University, Quezon City at ngayon ay Assistant Professor sa University of Santo Tomas History Department. Walang iba, kundi si Dr. Salvador Evardone. Uh, Doc, magandang uh, araw po sa atin. Uh, magandang araw, Sus, and... Uh... Uh, maraming salamat sa pag-imbita. Yan. Thank you po for joining us. No, we are looking forward to a healthy discussion this afternoon. No, uh, before we start, sir, gusto ko lang po itanong, can you please tell us about what it is that you do and uh, how did you end up teaching history? Okay, uh, I, I love history. And I, I was a former seminary when I decided to to analyze the situation of our country. So for me to start with, you have to study the past. And of course, it will bring you to to analyze, read books about the past. And that's why history beca- uh, became my, my pastime. Until one time I, I decided to leave the seminary and, and continue my master's and PhD in UST. And right now, I'm also a professor in USD, teaching history classes. And I'm happy to do that. At wag na po natin patagalin pa, uh, Doc Badi, ano? Simulan na po natin dito sa meat of the subject. Alam naman po natin, uh, Doc, no, at sa ating mga tagapakinig, na ilang linggo na lang po ay malapit na ang D-Day, ang Election Day sa Mayo at Webe. So, ano po ba yung mga pinaka-inaabangan nating mga senaryo na pwede nating i-expect a few weeks before the election day. Okay, sus. Actually, marami, marami talagang kaabang-abang na mangyayari sa May 9 election. Uh, I think this is quite the most interesting election aside from the election that took place in Tejeros, the first election. Uh, in the 2022 elections, dami. Una, we are still in a pandemic situation. Okay? Uh, what will be the turnout of the electorate, the election? In the 2016 presidential election, hindi naman lahat nakaboto. If I'm not mistaken, uh, it's only 85 to 87% turnout of voters. So, with this pandemic, I don't know if all the registered voters will vote, will cast their votes in 107%, 100,000, 107,000%. Of course, if that is May 9, 
you have the DOH telling us dumadami ang ang uh, nagiging epekto ng COVID. No? Maraming nahawa. May 9, probably 2 or 3 weeks, maaring magkaroon ulit dumami. And that will hinder voters to go to the precinct. And that's a problem. Uh, second, uh, another problem will be, of course, the the common problem is pandaraya. Uh, magkakaroon ng different ways, different forms of of, of cheating. Okay, uh, February 8 was the date of the campaign. Campaign period. Hmm. Yeah, pero before that, alam naman natin. And this is already verified that uh, this presidential candidate, even in the local government, uh, they're doing a lot of, you know, campaigning already. Hmm. As they solidified the, the campaign in such a way that they were able to violate some of the common rules. Lalo na, itong May 9, no? Marami yan, lalo na sa mga mga probinsya na maraming dynasty. And these dynastic rulers are being challenged by by new uh, breed of politicians. Of course, they will not allow that to happen. Okay? Uh, dito sa NCR, uh, malaki din ang nangyayaring dayaan kasi yung presidential election sa national election napaka intense just recently remember what happened to to the group of men uh, buying for presidential uh, uh, position they 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 had their press con uh, probably kahapon lamang eh, and they compared it to a basketball game no pero ito lang ay pinapakita na uh, abang-abang talaga yung May 9. What will happen to all of these talks? Okay? So, yan. So, maaring, dahil, dahil malalaki ang mga makinarya ng mga ng mga political parties today, uh, and, and, and it seems, it, it manifests na hindi sila papatalo. Okay? That's why many speculate, actually, hindi na nga speculation, na kung sino man ang manalo, there will be a destabilization that might happen. Those who will not accept. Uh, therefore, iyan yung kultura ng political, politika sa Pilipinas. We, we seldom concede or the politicians who will lose never concede actually. Ayaw, ayaw magpa... Ayaw tanggapin ang pagkakatalo. We, we have a lot of that historically. No? Uh, Bongbong did not agree that that uh, he lost in the 2016 vice presidential election uh, and many more no even in the case of uh Miriam Defensor Santiago against Ramos and of course the 1986 snap election dami din dayaan yon historically ito yung mga nangyayari we're talking about our political history even, after ano po, uh, 2004 election yung uh, Hello Garcia uh, ayan another one by It's it's a scandal, and uh, this only shows how uh, Philippine politics is quite dirty, talaga. Dunay, no? 
So, yung dayaan sa May 9, possible na mangyari talaga. Uh, there's a certainty Pero, on it. Okay. Ano po kaya yung mga nakikita natin specific ways ng pandaraya mismo? Ano po yung mga okay, dapat una, Okay, uh, actually, bago tayo, hindi naman tayo uh, batikan sa sa bagong paraan ng election ngayon, no? that this is the the automated election system. Uh, nung nung implement yan, ang daming tanong. Because you are not, the the, the, the electorate, they're, they're not aware if the, the yung, yung boto nila ay talagang nabilang. Okay, walang canvassing eh, katulad ng traditional one, no? Yung the traditional one, full of, full of cheating din, no? Pero itong pinapromise na automated election, ang ang doubt is, na, nabilang ba yung boto ko? Okay, so therefore, I think, uh, there, there's a lot of groups uh, suggesting that the COMELEC using the automated election system dapat maging transparent eh. And, and they have to do it, no? Kasi kundi, it will really cast a lot of doubt at doon mangyayari ang dayaan. Okay, just recently, no? Yung sila, si Aini and uh, Senate President uh, Soto, they were asking for clarification bakit, bakit yung mga tao na, na uh, magbabantay sa automated election or yung uh, behind that automated elections Eh, may merong problema, no? Doon pa lang, medyo may, may passion na sila. So, aside from that, uh, what about the provinces? Who will, who will, of course, we have a lot of groups, PPRCB, uh, PPCRB, uh, before, of course, even the NAMPREL, there's a lot of group who will uh, watch that. Even the media. So, that's why, yung dayaan sa automated election system ay mape-prevent in, in such a way that there will group of people's institutions who will guard that. Ang, ang tanong ko lang eh uh, hanggang saan nila malalaman yung automate, eh, automated yun eh. It is a secret fund eh. So hindi pwedeng i-reveal yan. No? So walang way para sabihin na tama talaga yung nakalagay doon na ilalabas sa automated election. Sa panahon ngayon, ang daming mga glitch, ang daming mga eksperto sa mga sa mga ganyang coding-coding. And I hope experts in technology will, re will also be with them. O, dapat meron sila dyan. So, una, yun yun. Yan yung pinakamalaki actually. Kasi bilang yun eh. Kung ano ilalabas doon, yun yung sasabihin natin na nalo. Okay, then the, the other dayaan could be yung mga uh, multiple registration. Uh, yung mga umalis sa, kasi pandemic, di ba? Yung iba nagtatrabaho sa, like for example, NCR. Tapos they've been in that place for many years. Based from the constitution, dapat uh, bona fide or bona fide. Uh, uh, nakatira ka dun sa lugar na... Uh, kung saan ka boboto. Kaya lang, remember, yung iba, nagpuntahan na ng probinsya, nagpunta kung saan, two years na, some of them doon na nagparehistro, kaya dumami yung electorate ngayon. We have already said, 67 million electorate compared to the 
2016, $54 million, something like that. So, ang problema, I think somebody already did a study on this na may mga multiple registration. Okay, kunyari ako, ay naka-register ako sa example sa Kainta, and then I, I, I also uh, live in Quezon City, matagal na ako rito, at nagpa-register ako dito. So, yung mga yon maaring gamitin yon at uh, sino magbabantay doon? Do we have uh, a, a, a good machine to to check that? At pwedeng gamitin ito, lalo na kung malaki yung makinarya mo, isa kang malaking partido, at kaya mong uh, pakialaman itong mga to So, maaring yung mga multiple registration, gamitin yan para mag-multiple din ang kanilang boto. That's another one. At marami pang cases on that, like for example, uh, boat buying. Yan yung pinaka... Actually, ito yung, to make it casual, no? Comelic uh, would always reiterate that na bawal ang bawal talaga ang boat buying. But in different ways. Ang Pilipino kasi napaka-utak eh. Okay? Uh, lalo na politiko ka at, at malaki ang gusto mong uh, uh, ninanais na, mag, na, na manatili sa posisyon mo. Gagawa at gagawa ka. No? So maraming ways. Sa May 9, even May 9, actually, during the May 9, 6 o'clock in the morning pa lang, marami na talagang aali-aligid na mga political people, uh, partisan people, na mamigay ng pera. Uh, it, is, it is not actually new to our uh, political history. Marami. Even me, no? I already experienced that. that. Uh, Hindi ko lang alam kung kakagatin ng lahat ng tao yan. Pero of course, uh, may, may, may kagat pa rin yun, no? May, may daya pa rin yun. Maaring kagatin pa rin yun ng mga, ng mga tao. So, uh, that, that's another one. No? Yung cheat. So, in different ways, maraming daya na mangyayari. Aside from the pandemic, third, ang, ang senaryo na nakikita ko before May 9 elections na uh, Ang daming mga turncoating na nangyayari. Okay? Uh, Palit-palit ng mga uh, uh, sinusuportahan. Right now, we are framed into an idea that there are two uh, political parties na sila talaga maglalaban. No? But of course, uh, taking into consideration yung sinabi nila Senator Ping Lapson and, and his group uh, sinasabi nila na we are also parang uh, nilalagay lang sa isip natin and, and the surveys actually surveys are really a good basis no? kasi scientific naman siya pero pwede pa rin siyang dayain in terms of sino yung nagtatanong sa ground maaring doon mag-enter yung dayaan, no? Pero yung, like for example, yung uh, a good survey institution, sila lang yung nag-a-analyze, eh. Pero paano kinuha yung data? The data gathering is a, uh, is a problematic now. Pwedeng dayain yun, no? So, uh, no, buddy, we'll talk more uh, about surveys later on. But I think uh, okay. something that is very interesting 
uh, that you pointed out earlier, no, was the connection between the Tejeros election and the current mm. election right now. What are the similarities that you see uh, yeah, between those okay. two elections? How are they uh, both impactful and different? Okay, first, uh, uh, Tejeros Convention kasi seems to, uh, it's not a national election. Uh, 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 electorate were from Cavite and some some uh, nearby towns na nagpunta sa Cavite. So, it is not well represented Luzon besides Mindanao, no? So, you have Bonifacio went to Cavite and they decided to conduct that election. This time, it's not the Katipunan. It will be a revolutionary government. So, yung revolutionary government to prove that Oy, kaya, na, uh, kaya naming maging sariling bansa. Okay? And therefore, we need a president. Our president, not the Spanish uh, royal, uh, the monarch, to lead us. So, they have to prove that. So, they decided to come up with an election. Unfortunately, <coughs> uh, you're familiar with this. A lot of grade school students, uh, hindi ito ni-recognize ni Andres Bonifacio. Okay, pero sa simula, agree siya, no? Botohan tayo, respetohin natin. That is the the term similar to what we are doing right now. Respetohin natin kung ano yung boto ng bawat isa. And, and actually, Bonifacio alluded to it, payag ako, no? Kaya lang, hindi naman nirespeto. Okay, ang, ang claim ni Bonifacio, even some of the Katiponeros, based from their... Uh, memoirs, mga memories nila, uh, mga general, lalo na uh, uh, many of them, na yung papel na binigay sa kanila kung saan isusulat nila ang iboboto nila, sa pagka-presidente, sa pagka-pangulo, meron na nakasulat. Okay? Nandudun na yung pangalan ni Aguinaldo. And Aguinaldo was absent during the election. He was guarding a place, something, no? Napikigera siya. And nagulat sila, bakit may pangalan na ito? Okay, so there was a cheating. If you will compare that to the, to the uh, coming May 9, 2022 election, diba sa question nila sa papel na kung saan ay iitiman mo, some of them meron ng mark. Okay, so that is one Uh, comparison, I guess, na makikita natin. In the same way sa Tejeros Convention, may aginaldo na. Kaya nung binibilang na yung boto, landslide, panalo si, ano, si aginaldo. Did Bonifacio reacted violently? Hindi. He, he was able to respect na. Kaya lang, kaya lang siya, kasi hindi niya alam eh, nandudun siya sa harapan eh. Hindi niya alam na nagdadaya. Yung mga tao niya lang, Remember, you have different katiponeros. They belong to the different groups. Kasi pag ikaw ay katiponero ka, sikreto yon. At sa isang lugar nyo, may tinatawag na magdalong, magdiwang, and so on so forth. So these are from different camps. Okay, yung kampo nila uh, Aguinaldo, ay ni Bonifacio, sila yung naglabas ng daya na to at the end. Pero during the election itself, hindi nagre-react si Bonifacio, no? Parang respeto siya. Hanggang sa naboto siya uh, sa pinakahuli 
no? Yung interior director. Okay na sa kanya yun eh. At least he was a, he could help the, the revolutionary government until finally somebody questioned his election. Si Daniel Torona, bakit ikaw ang dapat diyan? Dapat sun, ano, lawyer. Wala ka namang background about laws. Doon nag-init ang ulo si si Bonifacio, no? At uh, ang kasunduan natin dito, marangal talalaki tayo na kahit ano yung mananalo sa anong kalalabasan ng boto, rerespetuhin natin 'yon. And now you are questioning my 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 uh, my, my position now. Uh, and therefore he declared that as null and void. Ayaw niya 'yon. So kalokohan 'to, malaking kalokohan. So ano ang comparison niyan sa panahon ngayon? Maraming ganoon, no? 2016 election, 2004, marami. Even Miriam Defensor when he when she questioned the the, the election of Ramos, talagang kinamatayan na niya na yung pagbibilang yung ng boto eh, no? So uh, uh, that is the problem. Hindi na tayo nagmature doon. <laughs> Palagay ko 1896 siya, no? 1897. Hanggang ngayon, 2022, sa palagay ko, dahil intense ang campaign ngayon, uh, I, I hope and I pray magkoconcede yung matatalo. Uh, unfortunately, kaakibat nun, kaya hindi siya nagkoconcede yung mga natatalo kasi sinasabi nila may dayaan. So the election uh, uh, for the past, Uh, we're, we're not transparent at all. Kaya sinasabi na na dayaan. Kasi go back to Tejeros Convention, ganun na rin. May dayaan na rin eh. So, uh, what will happen kung sakaling may natalo? Will they do the Bonifacio reaction? They will declare the 2022 election null and void? Uh, may authority ba sila para gawin yon? Or probably hindi nila susuportahan yung mananalo doon. And that is a uh, It, it's also a setback in our Philippine government. Hindi tayo umundad unlad eh. And, and our idea of good government will be placed into sideline na lang. So, it, masyado tayong... Uh, hindi, hindi natin maayos tong elector, electoral system natin. No? Sana maayos to eh. No? You know, with, with the government, with the COMELEC, uh, para mabawasan itong dayaan na ito. So yung Tejeros Convention later on, uh, si Bonifacio, uh, since Aguinaldo accepted his his uh, presidency, uh, the result of the Tejeros uh, election, siya na ang presidente natin. And you have Bonifacio, uh, uh, did not respect it. So binigyan siya ng, ano, ng, ng since Aguinaldo is already a, was already a president, binigyan niya ng ultimatum si Bonifacio. Okay? Sa naik, naik pa lang, ayaw na ni Bonifacio noon. Uh, since legally, according to Aguinaldo, siyang binoto, Bonifacio should follow him. And something worse happened. Pinapatay si Bonifacio. And that is a problem. Marami ding sa May 9 election, if you will analyze the 2016 election, may mga ano, uh, crime-related incidents na nangyayari uh, sa kasaysayan ng politika ng Pilipinas. Maraming ganun. Uh, 
sana ay mabawasan ito no sa 2016 i think it pegged to 43 people many died also uh, uh, crime election related violence so wag wag sana mangyari yun ha? pero as i look at it uh, reading the social media i hope i am reading real person not the trolls pero pagtitingnan mo mukhang divided eh, polarized eh ngayon naging pluralized ang dami na eh. you have the other opinion of other people so at at mararamdaman mo yung uh, dala ng damdamin bugso ng damdamin kasi makikita mo yung trend hindi nagpapatalo mga solid so, mga solid uh, supporter nitong ganito nitong ganyan oo correct think, this oh, you're correct in pointing out na that is also a problem Kasi po, no, uh, hindi naman dapat personality-based ang ating Correct, uh, election, no? kundi merit-based. However, merong mga fanatics na uh, yung personality o yung tao yung sinusuporta nila at hindi yung ideolohiya sa likod ng taong ito. Uh, pero uh, Doc Buddy still on the subject of relating our history to the present. Ano? Uh, nakikita po natin na post-1986 EDSA Revolution, merong trend eh. kung saan hmm. parang ang nananalo ay yung mga, for example, si uh, Party A nanalo, sa so next election mananalo si Party B kasi ino-oppose si Party A. So nagkakaroon ng mga opposing uh, trends, hmm. no? nananalo yung mga opposition. Sabi po ni Atty. Neri Colmenares during our interview, yes. ito po ay dahil naghahanap yung mga tao ng iba mula dun sa incumbent na Pangulo. However, nakikita po natin sa kasalukuyan na nangunguna sa survey, yung may strong ties with the current administration. Anak pa nga po ni Pangulong Duterte, yung Vice President, sa unit ah, si Cesar Duterte. So, what does this tell us? No, Is this, or will this be a trend uh, breaker? Or, um, what is happening? What, what, is, what can this tell us right now, historically speaking, as we connect it to our current uh, situation? Okay, l- looking at it in the lens of history, uh, ngayon kasi uh, you, you could trace that situation uh, during the time of Marcos no? so he became the president in 1965 against uh, so supposed to be uh, two terms lang siya and each term four years no? uh, so in the 1969 of course something happened uh, nanalo siya pero Uh, many would say may dayaan din yun, no? So it seems to be that is the uh, fixation sa Philippine election, lagi may dayaan. So the 1972 happened, you're already familiar with it, uh, the, the uh, martial law was declared in September, signed in September 21 according to Marcos, pero actually he, he promulgated that through uh, the media on September 23, 1972. So Marcos would like to Uh, in the 1972, historically, would like to make the country good, sabi niya. That's why many would perceive it is the golden era, no? Kasi yun yung kinakampaign niya, no? Uh, uh, bagong lipunan. Okay. Unfortunately, you have corrected doon na may opposition. And the oppositions were coming from different uh, uh, facets of life, no? Actually, hindi lang naman sa mga... Uh, of course, Marcos uh, would would blame the threat of the communists 
from the Sun to Mindanao. You have the CPPNPA and the, the MNLF. Uh, that was the content of the Proclamation 1081. Uh, and, and he would like to say that he is only saving the the peace and order of our country. Because in a bigger scenario, Southeast Asia, you have a lot of communist countries already. You have the North Korea, Vietnam. Vietnam. Okay, and oh, yeah. And then of course, you have the, the hands of Mao uh, sa, sa China. So, sabi niya, and remember that is already called war. You, uh, the, the world was divided between Russia and, and uh, US. These are the two superpowers during that time. Cold War, Pagaling sila, supposed to be, no? And it was actually between the capitalists and the communists. So you have the communist Russia, including the Ch China, na nagkinakalap na nila, nagre-recruit nag, nag, uh, nag sila. Uh, so you have the East Germany became communist, and so on and so forth. So historically, ganun nangyari. Uh, you have the two oppositions during the Cold War, the communists and the capitalists. The same with with the situation of Marcos. Ayaw niya na komunista kasi gusto niya ay kapitalista uh, with the American supporting him. Okay, unfortunately, something happened. And, and historically, hindi naman ito sinusuportahan ko yung anumang kulay yan. Historically naman, uh, maraming, maraming hindi magandang nangyari sa, sa Marcos regime. No? Um, we cannot deny it, no? Uh, maraming namatay. Okay. Uh, second is, uh, nag-zero eh, nag ang ating ekonomiya eh. Yung, yung governor ng Banko Central ng Pilipinas, wala siyang nakitang pera doon. Actually, negative pa. So, it's so difficult to bounce back. Kaya yung magiging presidente after EDSA Revolution has a difficult task an Herculean task to do. Nakang budget eh. Tapos, uh, second is, you have other supporters of Marcos. You have the oligarchs of Marcos. Uh, so, this is, I think, my, my analysis. Dito na nagsimula yung kulay, laban na ng mga kulay. So, since uh, Cory made use of yellow, of course, Marcos made use of red, doon na nagsimula. Remember, historically, may, 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 sa history kasi may mga, may mga philosophy of history. Pag pinag-aaralan nila yung trend, uh, ang karaniwang trend, after the revolution, a successful revolution like the French Revolution, there will be a counter-revolution. Okay. So yung EDSA revolution, expect that there will be a counter-revolution. And who will lead the counter-revolution? Eh, ito yung natalo ng revolution. So, sino yung natalo? It's the group of Marcos. Now, the question is, strong ba sila? Malakas ba yung clout nila? Uh, so far, in my analysis, if, if the... Actually, uh, there's a lot of information naman na uh, they, they had a lot of money. So, strong. Financially, no? They have the oligarchs who, who own many businesses in the in the Philippines okay who else you you have also the blue ladies of Imelda so meaning marami supporters pa sila so can they bounce back uh, yun yung pagtitignan mo yung the the, the 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 
the new Marcos, uh, uh, of course, the Aimi and, and Bongbong, ito yung kanilang path. Can they bounce back? Can they redeem the name of his father, Marcos? And for me, that is the the, the number one agenda of the Marcoses. No? Kasi kung, kung pakikinggan mo si Imelda sa mga, sa mga ano niya, interviews, may mga will... Uh, may, may mga habilin si Marcos eh. At isa nga dito, ilibing sa sa libingan ng mga bayani, nagawa nila, they were able to bounce back. Another one is dream ni Imelda, based from a lot of interviews, na si Bongbong will be uh, on, the, on top of the political yeah So, sinimula nila yon no? So, senator and so on, nagawa. Unfortunately, somebody stopped him in 2016. Okay, so you have the counter-revolution of another color. And that is in, in, in the personhood of Lenny Robredo. So, to... So, to yes, yes. I'd just like to point out, Doc Badino, are we saying that right now, we are seeing the counter-revolution of the Marcoses? Considering that uh, they have the clout and uh, the prowess, the machinery, to, to pursue their goals? Yes. Uh, uh, they are in the process. But not uh, achieve not the, 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 yeah, the yeah at the peak of it, not yet. Because remember, you need BBM to be the president. Okay, so yun yung pinaka bounce. So, ito yung pinaka kumbaga, glory na nila yon. Okay, uh, of course, ganun naman yung family. Uh, is it correct? Or is it bad or evil? For them, of course, you have that 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 perception. Parang ano yan, eh? Parang si Hitler. Uh, gusto niyang ibangon ang German uh, German uh, loss uh, in World War One, So, ang ginawa niya, he need to bounce back. So, nagkaroon siya ng mga rhetoric. We are the chosen race. We are the Aryan. We are supposed to be the one leading the uh, many countries, many land. Yung tinatawag niyang Lebensraum, the space, the living space. Ganun din sila. Ganun yung idea nila. Ito. Kaya sometimes they, uh, which I do not agree, history daw ay written by the victors. Uh, yung mga nananalo daw ang nagsusulat ng kasaysayan. So itong sila Marcos would like to to win this game of them. At uh, isusulat nila na maganda yung ginawa nila. Okay, sa kasaysayan. Uh, unfortunately, that history that they are saying, mukha yatang many historians uh, observe ano eh, uh, unverified historical accounts. Meaning, other historians would say some accounts are were distorted. Mali-mali. Okay. Um, ginagamit ngayon yung kasaysayan to, to advance personal interest. That is actually many of the observation. Kasi politika eh, we are in a kind of that politics. We, we, I, I, as what I mentioned, we never mature into it. No? Ilan taon na tayong republika, hindi pa yata tayo nagmamature. That's why you have uh, Lee Kuan Yew of Singapore telling us, <laughs> okay, na kailangan magmature na kayo. Okay, na kailangan pumili kayo ng tamang leader ninyo. No? And, and uh, going back to that uh, battle between colors, among colors actually, uh, hindi pa tayo nakakaalis doon. So, looking at historical accounts, you have Cory Aquino endorsed Ramos, Tisardayelos. Okay, 12 years yun. 
labing dalawang taon. Then later on, you have Erap. So Erap color seems to be red because he is with Mark the Marcoses. And Gloria Macapagalaro, remember, he is, she is actually convening some of the meetings of so, yeah, CMD. Oh, so you have the other colors. Then later on, you have Noy Noy Aquino, so another red. So basically, it's 18 years of uh, the red. Unfortunately, in the 2016 election, uh, this is the perception uh, na rhetoric na ginagamit ng other color. Wala naman kayo nagawa. You've been in the the country. Now, that claim should be uh, no investigated. Wala ba silang nagawa talaga? No? So, hindi pwedeng agad-agad ganun na maniniwala ang tao. 2016, you have now, of course, the color of Duterte. Um, hindi ko siya ma masyadong mabasa kasi uh, He's against. He's been very big. He's been very big. Yeah, yeah. Even endorsing his president is very tight-lipped. Even though, of course, he supports Sara Duterte, he is not explicitly saying that he is supporting any president. And may mga nagpo-point out nga rapo no na ito ay dahil lamang sa superstition para ma-avoid ng jinx kung baga. So that's why he does not want to. To explicitly endorse Marcos, but his heart is, of course, with Unitim. No, pero those are unverified accounts, of course. Those were only speculation. Pero for clarification, lam po, Doc Badi kanina you mentioned that Noy Noy was red, no, wasn't he yellow po? Ano? Sorry, sorry, clarify. Correct. Of course, Noy Noy is is yellow, no? Yellow is because the 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 sun. Koryaki, no? of course, definitely. Now, another thing with Duterte, no? yung, I think this is another uh, exciting. <laughs> uh, uh, we have to wait for his final pronouncement. Kasi ngayon, sinasabi niya na wala siyang susuportan. No? Pero it seems to be, uh, based from the, a lot of interviews, ayaw niya naman kay Bongbong because uh, uh, not explicitly, no. Pero actually, he's not endorsing him, no. You have he's alluding to Sarah. He does not like Bongbong. He was pertaining to Bongbong when he was criticizing a certain candidate. Drug addict. Okay, that is the character of Duterte. Another thing is he was against. He's actually against communism, but his international approach. Yung kanyang diplomacy, he seems to be... Geared towards Russia and China. Correct. So, how come? So, that is ironic. Okay, kaya hindi ko siya magkaano mabasa. Kung may campaign ba o may plano siya, I do not know. So, it's so difficult to read. But definitely, you have Sara with Bongbong Marcos. And since Duterte, Digong... His heart is with Sarah, of course. So, so support siya doon. But, hindi siya 100% nga kay, kay Bongbong. And that's the uh, exciting to, to wait prior May 9. Pero, Dr. Bari, still on the subject of Duterte, do you think President Duterte still has the clout and the power to uh, somehow turn the tide on whoever he supports? Meron pa rin, may malakas pa rin yung sa may ground na supporters niya. 
nag-diminish kumonte pero it is a force to reckon with pa just imagine with the popularity of bongbong today together with digong ang lakas nun okay actually that is my analysis sa lakas CMD the idea of putting Sara and and Bongbong Marcos malakas talaga we cannot yeah 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 the the other group talagang you have to recognize that and you have to 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 make a campaign against that kasi ang lakas talaga we we could see that today yung yung power nung ngayon kung Duterte will finalize his endorsement to Bongbong ang tanong meron pa ba yon can can it turn the tide yes it has still kasi you have the 50% of Wongbong and another, sabihin natin, 20% coming from Duterte, solidifying the numbers of Wongbong Marcos. And that's why the other group, you have the the group of Lenny, that's why I can see the need nila sa kanilang side, considering the situation, talagang they have to double time campaigning. Kaya meron silang face-to-face, tao-tao na, no? And then, pero, unfortunately... Uh, pero, Dr. Adi, kamakailan nga lang po, ano, kahapon lang, ay uh, nag-press ko nitong ilan sa mga presidential candidates. Correct. At uh, sinasabi nila na mag-withdraw daw si uh, Lena Robredo. How's the, how does this impact the side of uh, the non-continuity uh, candidates? May, may epekto okay. po ba ito? Oh, malaki yung epekto rin, no? no? Yung... Uh, kasi, remember, if, if Ping Lacson and Isko Moreno's claim na they, they were uh, somehow, parang ang term nila, hinuhubaran daw sila no, ng, ng mga taong hindi naniniwala sa kampanya nila. But this time, they are categorically uh, telling us that they will continue the, 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 uh, their bid for presidential post. Uh, ngayon, uh, Probably yung grupo nila Bongbong has an idea na o oh, kayo kayo I see wala kayong unity team and that's why nagkakagulo kayo. And and basically yung press con nila Ping Lacson would say na just just respect our individuality. Meron kayong options not only the two. Okay. May impact siya in a sense na yung mga taong manonood dito I, I know a lot no sa Cavite may na, nakakausap ako. Ayaw nilang bumoto kay kay Isko kasi baka matatalo din. Pero ayaw talaga nila kay Bongbong. That's why dito na lang sila kay Lenny para maganda yung laban. For me, I think that is the basis of those people who are asking for for the other candidates to support uh, Lenny, Lenny's campaign. Yun yung kanilang idea. Pero I also have to respect also uh, the press con of Ping Lacson na may, may other candidates because we are in a democratic country. So, tumakbo sila and, and, and matalo-manalo, yun ang idea nila. Okay, go on. Uh, ngayon, makakabawas ba yun sa, sa popularity ni, 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 ng, ng Robredo side? Uh, may impact din yun, pero you know, yung utak ng tao ngayon lang, mga Pilipino, parang akala bombarded na tayo ng, ano, ng maraming sitwasyon. May mga Actually, hindi na nga natin lalaman na sa, sa lugar ko, ang Ebardone, yung, yung sa Samar, sa Leyte, 
Ang daming nasako na doon, ang daming namatay dahil sa bagyo. And, uh, kumbaga, ang daming nang natin iniisip ng mga ganyan. And in, in the Robredo side, uh, may impact ba itong mga pinagsasabi nila Ping Lacson, uh, ni Isko Moreno? Uh, parang palagay ko, hindi, hindi gaano malakas na impact yon Kasi, it will also challenge the group of Robredo. May papatunayan sila ever since gusto nilang patunayan yon So, uh, palagay ko magkakaroon sila ng desire, lalo ng pagtanggol si Robredo. Kaya lang, ito lang yung may analysis ko. No? It seems that the Bongbong Marcos uh, group, nakapaghanda sila ng matagal. 2016, nasimula na nila yung kampan uh, kampanya nila. Uh, and then you have uh, Lenny Robredo, remember, medyo... medyo undecided pa siya kung tatakbo siya. And this is being used by Isko Moreno, ang rhetoric niya. Akala ko hindi ka tatakbo. Pero uh, later on, actually, last year lang, no, na sinabi ni Lenny na tatakbo siya. So you, she has, si, si, compared to six years of preparation of Bongo, to one year preparation of Lenny, ang dami nila talagang tatrabahuin at uh, sana uh, magbunga mag, mag yun, no? Sa palagay ko naman, nagbubunga siya. Dumadami, lumalaki yung ano niya. Uh, based to the uh, percentile ng surveys, uh, medyo lumalaki. No? So, definitely, kaya pa ba yun within uh, the span of three weeks? Uh, sabi ko nga, eh, talagang <laughs> Herculean task yun. Napakahirap din, no? Kasi you will be dealing with people remember what, who composed the electorate you have 67 million pinakamarami daw yung 41 18 and 41 the millennials and the uh, the gensers kayong mga kabataan pero not all of the gensers and millennials were exposed to history tinanggal nga yung sa curriculum kaya nga panonoorin mo yung di ba maraming sa hindi hindi kilala kung sino yung gumbursa hmm hindi hindi alam kung ano ang nickname ni Oserisal and so on so forth. San Juanico Bridge. Okay. So uh, ma malawak ba ang kaalaman ng mga gensers diyan? Uh luckily yung mga college students who have readings in Philippine history, may mga yung mga humanities sa senior high school nasa Yums, pinag-aaralan nila yan, no? So percentage wise, kokonti lang 'yon, no? So, yung mga nakapag-aral. That's why they were the ones shouting pink. Kasi, ano sila eh, exposed sila sa historical facts. But what about those who were not? Lalo na yung ayaw ng mga ganitong subject. Ang susundan lang nila kung sino yung, ano ba, ibaboto ni tatay? Ano ba, ibaboto ng kaibigan ko? So, hindi sila critical. Unfortunately, maraming ganon. Tinanong mo, bakit mo siya ibaboto? Wala lang, inaaway siya eh. O, ganon. So, uh, ano mangyayari? Kaya lang, remember, one vote is so powerful. So, hindi tinatanong doon kung alam mo ba history? Ikaw ba ay walk? Ikaw ba ay critical? Hindi eh. Yung number mo, binoto mo, kahit hindi mo siya kilala, pibilangin yon. And unfortunately, yung 41 years old, 18 to 41, hihimay-himay mo pa doon sino yung 
Kaya nga may, may, may advocacy is bring back history subjects in high school, senior high school. Intensify that in college. Kasi yun ang sinisira. Including siguro yung good manners and right conduct. Kasi ang daming bardagulan na nangyayari sa, sa social media. And we're, we're not really aware into that. Pero we are becoming, uh, we are, uh, we are, we've been a victims of this uh, parang uh, 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 hindi natin pagmamaya sa kasaysayan. Sa citizenship, yung voters education, so nawala yon and for me that is the problem even even the late Supreme, uh, the uh, uh, chief justice Sereno, ganun, ganun din yung analysis niya no na uh, yung mga kabataan ngayon dahil sa curriculum natin walang kasaysayan walang GMRC citizenship eh, medyo eto na yung setbacks that's why that electorate na napakarami more than half of them in the coming May 9, 22 election, uh, hindi lahat doon ay critical, okay, at uh, maaring patronage, uh, politics lang ang mangyayari ulit. But we have to accept the fact, eh, yun ang karapatan nila eh. eh yun yung boto nila, bibilangin at bibilangin. So, after May 9 election, uh, kung sino man yung mananalo doon, uh, to, 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 to be matured enough, we have, we have to accept it, no? Pero napakahirap na proseso kasi nga, may mga under, underlying uh, predicaments, no? Yung una nga, sigurado ba yun? Malinis ba yung election? Uh, second is, will they continue the the legacy of yung kampo-kampo? Kung si Marcos ang mananalo, will he pay the tax or will he abolish the the PCGG? Okay, or or something like that, no? Kung si Lenny Roberto naman yung mananalo, they are saying na uh, probably the the oligarchs of, of the Aquinos might or, or, uh, continue their clout. Ganun ang mga... Uh, so, ngayon, in the sight of Isko and, and Ping and the other candid, uh, candidates, kung sila kaya mananalo, can they stop the the bickering of these two camps? Can they, can they really... Uh, uh, be a president in the middle of a a, a crisis kasi the, the next president will be a crisis crisis management and that is a problem can they be like Zelensky of Ukraine who will be on top of the problem in the middle of it who will fight for, for the good of the country uh, yeah so these are the questions that uh, only in May 9 that we could uh, yung result ng May 9 na makakasagot uh, so that's why so, moving yes. on uh, Doc Buddy nabangit po natin kanina yung may kinalaman sa surveys ano? pero still uh, on the side of the history no, uh, has surveys been historically speaking impactful pagdating po sa election yes uh, malaking ang uh, ang impact no, no actually yung mga surveys kasi scientific naman siya no uh, uh, the analysis is scientific. Uh, ang question nila doon is the sample size. Like for example, natanong ba ako? Okay, and then yung, yung sino yung mga nasample? Is it location-wise, no? yung strata nun? It is, uh, the, even though it's scientific, uh, yung 
data gathering process ang problematic doon. No? Uh, however, uh, historically, ano siya eh, trend setting siya eh, no? Like for example, in the case of uh, uh, Duterte, ang laki talaga ng margin niya eh. Okay? Sa pagiging presidente. Kaya, uh, parang overwhelming uh, result. Kaya hindi na nag- hindi na nag-question yung kalaban niya. No? Kasi the, 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 ganun yung nag-translate sa vote eh. Uh, in, the, uh, in the case of 2016 vice president election, nangunguna si, ano eh, si Bongbong. Then, sumusunod si, si Lenny. Pero, konti lang yung margin. Which is actually uh, what happened. No? Konti lang talaga yung margin ng dalawa. So, merong, um, uh, there's a scientific basis on it. Uh, uh, pwede siyang pagbasihan. Actually, in, uh, ang question na lang yung credibility, data gathering, the sample size. Uh, that's why another another suggestion sa COMELEC nga, kasi yung ibang bansa, ginagamit talaga yung yung the survey itself, statistically speaking, uh, pwedeng-pwedeng gawin yun. Kaya lang, they have to clean their ranks. Ayusin nila yun. Uh, 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 Sana yung ang mangyari. Ngayon, uh, can this survey fail ba? Pwede bang magkamali yung, yung survey? Pwede, no? Uh, it is only a uh, parang ano, projection lang yon based from a sample size. Like for example, they interview 1,500 eh hindi ka na-interview and many of us uh, were not interviewed at bumoto ka at yun ang nanalo. So yung survey na sinasabi nila hindi siya totoo in that case. no Second is, uh, paano kung yung in-interview nila ay hindi naman bumoto? Okay? So, kunyari, in-scenario uh, uh, nila, 1,000. Yung 900 doon, kay President A ang sinabi. So, statistically, siya yung nangunguna. So, yung the other 100, pinaghati-hatian ng other candidates. Pero yung 900 na yon na nagsabi ng yes sa isang sa candidate A, hindi lahat bumoto. And at the end of it, kasi nga you conducted your 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 survey probably a month before election. Yung one month na yon, marami pang mangyayari yon. Marami pang as what I mentioned, could be negatively turn coating pero it could also be realization. Mali pala ako itong boboto ko. So Uh, uh, May 9 election uh, that the survey could be scientifically done pero uh, definitely there are other factors that that survey might not be correct. Uh, moving forward, uh, Doc Badino, kasi po alam naman natin makapangyarihan yung social media and sa panahon po natin yun, parang uh, nahihirapan yung mga kababayan natin to discern what is true and what is untrue. So bilang isang eksperto po sa history, ano, kanina po napag-uusapan na natin ito, yung mga nagdi-deny sa history, history deniers. No? Uh, bilang isang eksperto po sa history, what is your message towards them? Uh, sa mga nagdi-deny, una, uh, ang laking problema ng bansa pag hindi mo alam yung kasaysayan ng Pilipinas. Yung tanggapin mo na wala kang alam sa kasaysayan, malaking problema na yon. Hindi mo kilala ang kaluluwa ng, ng bansa mo. 
yung dininay mo yung katotohanan ng kasaysayan, mas malaki ang kasalanan mo. At mas pinakamalaking kasalanan yung binaboy mo yung kasaysayan, binago mo pa. You are doing something unjust talaga. Lalo na sa next generation. Because you are denying them of uh, yung katotohanan. So, kahit patay ka na, yung ginawa mong pagbababoy sa kasaysayan ay may epekto yon sa next generation. It's so difficult for the academe to to overhaul that, no? Para gawin yon. Kasi, hindi naman lahat ng pera, eh, ng budget ng Pilipinas na na sa edukasyon. Kaya, mag-ingat-ingat tayo. Yung, yung pag hindi mo alam, huwag kang magsasabi. Kung alam mo at narinig mo lang kung kani-kanino, fact check. Alamin. So, sa... Sa akin, sa field namin, mga historians, ang ginagawa namin, we get sources, primary sources. Yung primary sources could be in a form of interviews, yung mga sinabi, biography, mismo sa taong yun, yun sila yung alamin mo. No, ngayon, kaya lang, the primary source may also be biased. O, like in the case of many people, pag in-interview sila, maaring nagsinungaling, mayroong o, marami yan, no? Like for example, you know it already, si Idrile said that he was ambushed in Wakpa. And after that, uh, Marcos declared martial law. Pero in 1986, he said, hindi naman daw sila in It was a fake ambush. So, you have a primary source, pero hindi totoo. So, kaya lang, kaya hindi ka dapat, basta-basta na lang, mag-re-rely sa primary source mo. You need a critical mind. Okay, at mahirap 'yon sa sa mga Pilipino lalo na kung hindi ka na trained doon. Kaya mahalaga yung kasaysayan, yung uh, tinatawag nating historical analysis. Dapat bata pa lang ini-inform na sila tungkol sa kasaysayan natin pagdating ng ng kolehiyo, yung tamang pag-analyze noon. Okay, be critical on it. Lalo na sa panahon ngayon, primary source and pwedeng dayain eh. Okay? Even yung video ngayon, yung, yung pinaka-source, if you are a lawyer, of course, you have an evidence, yung, yung, yung pinaka-proof uh, mo ay eh, yung video, tamang-tama, nakita itong pinatay ng tao. Pero actually, pwede pa rin dayain ang video ngayon. No? So, ang dami pwedeng dayain. Kaya you, you need to have a critical mind. And, and, and our country should form the next generations how to have that critical mindset in, in analyzing historical facts. So, aside from that, you could also use the secondary sources. Okay, those uh, examined by experts. Yung mga journals. So, you have several sources. So, sa kasaysayan natin, pag ikaw ay maniniwala sa mga sinasabi, mag-rely ka doon. Get? May mga sources ba ito? Uh, 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 ito ba ay na-critically examined? And... May mga uh, may mga biases ba to? May sinusuportang ba tong iba? So ang hirap na no, how to limit the bias in historical uh, references that you are reading. So napakalaking uh, halaga na matrain ang next generation about it. Not only to memorize the 5W and 1H. Importante yung 1H yung how What, when, where? Okay, yan. Kaya sinasabi nila boring yung kasaysayan kasi may na-memorize siya. Whether you like it or not, kinakailangan 
uh, natatandaan mo eh, naaalala mo. Kasi kung hindi mo maalala, how, how can you critically analyze it? Hindi mo makilala yung, yung tatong pare. Paano mo malalaman kung ano ginawa nila? So definitely, that is only the basis of it. Kinakailangan alamin mo yung information. And then later on, uh, critical analysis. For me, that is a problem with our academic institution. Uh, karamihan nakapokus tayo sa technology, sa entrepreneur, kasi ito yung kinakailangan ng globalization today, science and technology. Importante naman sila, pero we should not also, we should not forget historical informations, the analysis of it, uh, forming critical mind among our next generation especially. Kasi sila yung susunod. Kaya nga maturity nun, pag sila itinuruan mo, uh, next generation will realize committing the mistakes of the past, uh, kalukuhan yun. Mali na nga ng past, inulit mo pa. So, kung may critical mind sila, maayos ang edukasyon natin tungkol doon, hindi na nila uulitin yun. And we will grow as a nation. And that is, uh, hindi ito magagawa ng isang tao lang. It's really a uh, malaking trabaho talaga ito. It takes a village to raise a child. Ano? Correct, correct. Very Bagay good. Nun, yung yung uh, gusto nating uh, mangyari po sana, lalo na pagdating sa uh, pag-aaral ng ating kasaysayan. Now, as we reach uh, the end of our interview, no, Doc Buddy, base po sa inyong pananaliksik at base na rin sa inyong mga nabasa, sa inyong experience, ano po ba, politically speaking, yung pinakamalaking lesson na dapat nating matutunan bilang isang bansa? Okay, uh, bilang isang bansa, no? uh, tayo actually ang isa sa pinakaunang bansa na nagdeklara ng kalayaan noong uh, 1898. Okay? At uh, pinahawakan natin to, no? Sabi natin, kaya nating hawakan ang bansa natin para sa kapakanan ng mga Pilipino. Okay, dumating ang maraming panahon after 1898 or now already in in the present 2022 uh, yung sinabi ba ng mga tao na lumaban noong 1898 at prior to 1898 who been uh, victimized by colonizations several times ang pangarap nila ay magkaroon ng pagkakaisang bansa natin pero yung pagkakaisang yon ay merong humility to accept at para iwasan yung mga panglalamangan sa nangyayari sa gobyerno para ang lahat ay nakikinabang sa prutas na magandang pamamahala. So, ang magandang dapat gawin ng mga Pilipino, huwag tayong sumama sa gulo kung hindi natin alam kung ano ang ikabubuti ng bansa natin. We can only be part of a country for the good of the country. Ano yung maitutulong mo? Kung ikaw ay magpapakalat ka lang ng fake news, hindi yan tulong. Ang magandang tulong mo ay ano yung maibabahagi mo para sa susunod na generation, mga anak mo, makakita siya ng magandang bansa. Okay, uh, pangalawa siguro yung uh, in a democratic country, democracy kasi tayo eh. Politically, marami nagsasabi maganda raw. Even, even the Greek philosophers, maganda raw yung strong man. Kasi nalilid niya. Unfortunately, if a strongman is not a good person, nangyayari, nasisira din yung bansa. Now we are in a democratic country. Uh, pagtulungan natin to, no? Uh, 
yung ito yung pananalamin sa bawat isa lalo na yung politiko lahat naman tayo mamamatay no dapat we have to leave uh, this country the next generation a good place to live no? a country that we are really proud of uh, pahalagahan natin yung kasaysayan yung kasaysayan ng Pilipinas wag nating burahin yan at babuhin at baguhin you are making a big mistakes when you do that uh, kasi yan ang kaluluwa ng bayan natin pangalawa yung magsisilbi uh, sa panunungkulan wag mo rin kalimutan yung kasaysayan kasi pag kinalimutan mo yan eh, maaring maaring maging biktima ka niya no? at, at yung mga maling nagawa ng nakaraan uulitin mo rin eh so uh, uh, treasure the, 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 the lessons of the past at siguro sa, sa lahat no uh, ng mga Pilipino ay medyo idealistic pero palagay ko yun ang pinakamaganda na uh, sa puso mo no kinakailangan uh, iniisip mo sa sarili mo na ano ano ba tong action ko para saan to okay ito ba ay para sa bayan da o pang sarili ko lang o para, para lamang sa grupong to ito ba ay pinag-isipan ko ng gusto ito ba ay uh, uh, ay nasa puso ko pinag-isipan ko at gagawin ko kaya kailangan mag-participate tayo that is a good thing in the 22 2022 election dumami yung electorate dumami so meaning at least kahit pa paano, uh, yung mga tao ay nagparehistro na, gusto na mag-participate. And that is a good thing. That is a positive thing. Sana lahat, no? Yung turnout ng election ay dumami pa in a democratic country. All of us, mahalaga. Uh, Thank you, sis. And that was uh, Doc Buddy Dr. Salvador Ibardone. <laughs> Sir, maraming maraming salamat ulit sa pagsama sa amin ngayong araw na ito. At uh, huwag niyo pong kalimutan na para sa iba pa naming mga episode, no, para mag-updated po tayo lahat, ilike po ang aming official Facebook page sa www.facebook.com slash 959greenfm at i-follow niyo rin po kami sa aming podcast sa Spotify at Apple Podcasts para sa mga bagong episode natin namin sa inyo every week. Muli, maraming maraming salamat po. Maraming salamat Dr. Salvador Ibadone. Ako po si Zeus Legaspi and this is Quaranto. Maraming salamat po. Sama ka, 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 sama ka
Sa 